Welcome to the third series of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. As with the first two series, this podcast provides a space for some fabulous people to share their stories and find a voice within our ever-changing world. This third series is presented under the working title of Get On With It, in recognition of the second Creative Bravery Festival taking place later this year. I have so much gratitude for all the Creative Bravery Collective and the Campfire crew who continue to meet twice weekly in our brilliant virtual space. This series is for all of you and aims to celebrate some of the simply awesome people within this network who continue to do amazing things every single day. Happy listening. My guests today are Angela Sheridan and Leslie Todd, friends and colleagues who share a thirst for learning. Whilst Angela loves morning dips and cold water therapy, Leslie prefers a walk to watch the ducks at her local park to observe the unexpected mischief and drama that can take place at your local pond. Angela also enjoys walking in nature with her little dog, Popsy. Leslie describes herself as passionate about injustice and inequality and says that her friends would probably say that her brain is often a step ahead of her mouth and that she can change the subject really quickly. Angela reckons that her friends would say that she is calm, caring and mad in a crazy, busy, loving kind of way. Alongside their day jobs, they are both part of ACES Airshare, a pan-Airshare group that was set up to raise awareness of adverse childhood experiences and the impact that they can have on our children throughout their lives. Angela and Leslie aim to take their passion for ACES work back into their roles in Airshare College in order to facilitate a more trauma-responsive culture within education and beyond. Welcome to this next edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Uh, it is a bright, sunny afternoon where I am at the moment, um, and I don't have a coffee, I have to say. I've had two already today, so we are on water this afternoon. And I might just add, before we start, um, that if anybody hears any barking, I do have a new puppy. So she's in the background, very sleepy at the moment. <laughs> Who knows what happens with a dog? Um, anyway, so today I'm really delighted to be joined by Leslie and Angela um who well leslie i angela we've never met even on zoom i don't think we have mate we have well, <laughs> were, you, were you were you on a brene brown podcast then it was a brene brown conversation you remember <gasps> i remember i think i don't think you mm-hmm. had your camera on though um, did you no you weren't the one in the bath yeah. <laughs> i may have been the one in the bath <laughs> Uh, yeah so this is the best this is a, this is what coffee and conversation podcasts are all about We've, i've been known to multitask before it was yeah and that, actually that was it's been it so this is before we come back to the the podcast i'm, I'm now looking reading the gifts of imperfection book which is another yep. brown who's done the unlocking us podcast series which has been really interesting um, so yeah, maybe we need another Brené Brown podcast at some point. Maybe um, I haven't quite been following as, as Brené Brown stuff as vigilant as you have, but um, at that point when we had that conversation, I remember um, I had been, and that was why I kind of thought I want to go on, but obviously never had a lot of time that evening, so I had yeah. to have a bath. And, yeah, I didn't I remember that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny what you remember though? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I correct myself. We have met. Um, at the Brandy Brown podcast chat. Um, uh, Leslie and I have met through, well, I think it's the Creative Bravery Festival and all the campfires and things. Um, so we've been sort of chatting for probably about 18 months now. And again, all virtually, so not met in person. Um, and I became, I suppose, aware of the work that you do, both of you, around the ACES programme over in Ayrshire, around that Creative Bravery Festival, um, because you did a session there. Um, so 
we are we will come back to that um, i'm sure we'll get a bit more of an insight into your work and, and you know the passion behind your work um, and as ever we will start with a quote so i believe the two of you have have come have got together and you've brought a quote between you um, so who would like to share the quote with me yeah i can i can share that it's a quote by arthur ash uh, and it's start where you are use what you have and do what you can and Angela and I were chatting about this the other night there, and we, we actually thought it was um, a, a chap called John Carnican, but he had used the Arthur Ashe quote, and John Carnican has been really, really influential in the ACES movement across Scotland. So I thought that was, we, we, we thought that was quite an apt quote mm. um, because, it, it you know, it says, what, that's what it says in the tin, you just start where you are, you don't try and conquer Everest. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Angela, you know, would you add, is there anything else that you'd add to that kind of, you know, that what, what that quote means to you? Or yeah. And I think what it means to me is, you know, as Leslie said, but both of us are, are part of the Ayrshire Aces Hub. Um, and like many hubs, you know, across Scotland and, and, and wider, we are just people that um, predominantly, you know, have been, I suppose, inspired by this science and intrinsically you know, knew it to be true, maybe from our own personal experiences or our, our professional experiences, but we're, we work full-time jobs. So it's, it's start where you can, you know, and, and use what you have um, and, and do what you can. So, you know, sometimes we can, you know, respond or, um, you know, contribute to the ACES agenda um, as, as much as we would like to because we thought we'd look after ourselves and our own self-care um, at times. Um, but that's exactly what we do. We, we do what we can, basically, and, and we've started where we can. And sometimes we may lose a little bit of momentum sometimes, but that's okay. And I was just saying that to Leslie when we were chatting the other night there, you know, that that is okay because um, we're just a little part of that patchwork quilt or, you know, those building blocks. Um, um, to just to bring this science and research to, to, to the wider population, as as many people doing that, you know, um, across, you know, Scotland, America, um, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's kind of what it means to me. Yeah. And actually, that balance. Definitely. And I think what you've said there, both of you, about that one small step, I think that, that feels really important because often it can feel quite overwhelming when you look at the world or look at what's in front of you and kind of think, where do I start? <laughs> you know how on earth do I you know one person in that big landscape make a little make any difference so I think that idea of you know that okay you do what you can it's that one step that feels you know maybe even more so now you know when things do feel really strange still as we're sort of emerging back into whatever this world will look like going forward and that idea of you know one step or one little thing and do what you can does feel really important um so and interesting isn't it how you kind of think it's attributed to one person and then when you research you kind of find that somebody else you know stemmed from somebody else who Leslie when we when you um mentioned it to me before the you, you know the story of Arthur Ashe and his life as well feels quite tied up and interesting in in you know what that quote has or how that quote has meaning as well yeah yeah and I, I mean I know for a lot of people are now using that quote so that's his legacy mm -hmm. um I know it's not all his legacy because of the anti-apartheid um stuff that he done but it was it was interesting to find out um that, that it was him that that you know came up with the phrase first mm. it's like the rabbit hole of research isn't it you come jump in yeah. thinking you know one thing and you come out knowing something else <laughs> <laughs> I always do that <laughs> 
and sometimes you kind of end up confusing yourself and then you're like right I just need what was I actually looking for ah, okay I remember now yeah <laughs> so so both of you in the intro and, and just in the conversation I've mentioned um basis program and you know we've you know we've all the, the, the so maybe just maybe we start by just giving if, if both of you can maybe share a bit of a, an insight into what it means you know I suppose what is it is a starting point but also how come you know how have you found yourself in this work and you know what are the sorts of things that are you know really you're are you passionate about and really trying to to take those steps and do what you can with what you've got um I know there's a big that's a massive question <laughs> but I I guess I'm just I'm just curious about insight into you know what the work entails and you know how you've become involved in it and um you know what are your one steps what are you doing what you can so who wants to go who'd like to go first I don't know Leslie what do you think do you want to go first, Angela? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a nice so, pass of the rugby ball there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think I think for me, you know, the, the work that we do, as I've said, is it's second to, you know, our, our professional jobs, but it's it's intertwined into, you know, what we do um, at the college. Um, and for me, it... it I'm interested in the work basically um, because I just intrinsically knew that, you know, it was so, so important. Um, and really what we're just trying to do is, is to raise awareness, as I said previously, just, of the, you know, the kind of wider um, and bring this information to other people. Um, I mean, let's, let's just, I'm just, I'm just winding back a little bit because perhaps not everybody listening will know what ACES stands for. Okay. So maybe just maybe just an insight into sort of that yeah. might be helpful to start. Uh -huh. So 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 AC stands for um, adverse childhood experiences. So it really just is you know that conditioning that happens um, you know within the womb um, and 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 in those early um, you know infant years and how that just conditions you um, and any adversity or trauma that you will have experienced will shape you um, and your your internal belief systems and your values and and just you know how you. If you have experienced ACEs, I suppose, are more at a disadvantage. Um, but um, I suppose what is also is, is, is adversity is not always, it doesn't always mean that there's going to be poor outcomes because there's lots of factors to consider. Um, you know, if you've got um, a caring adult within your life at a time that can mitigate against the impact of adversity in ACEs. Um, so... Yeah, that, that basically is, you know, is what ACES is in, in, in the research. And we're not so hung up on, you know, the research that came from America said that, you know, um, you know X amount of ACES and you had an X amount of ACES score. We're just more um, wanting to bring this to, you know, the wider population that it's not about how many ACES you've got. It's about, you know, what can mitigate against that and having a, a kind of trauma-informed, um, you know, trauma-aware kind of practice within organisations so that, you know, connection and understanding and kindness and it's it's not what's wrong with you. It's possibly what's happened to you. And it's, again, you know, that goes across all kind of, you know, organisations, social justice, um, you know, police, you know, we work with a lot of different partners um, and it's not to excuse 
unacceptable human behaviours, but it's to understand, um, and we feel, well, I feel, um, that through that understanding and that education and an awareness as a society, we will begin to become even better humans and understand, you know, the developmental so that, you know, I talk about family generational cycles when you're talking about kind of relational um, relationship um, kind of adversity and trauma. Um, and I think, you know, it's about how do you break that cycle? I suppose it's societal, you know, um, trauma or organisational trauma. How do you break those cycles? So that's what we are we are trying to do is just kind of raise awareness and 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 perhaps you know come come um, at problems or issues um, through a trauma informed lens that perhaps will you know have have, have a better outcome. Um, going forward for you know our organization and individual society globally um whatever you want to call it that's kind of my take on it I don't know Leslie maybe has, has a wee bit more research and um you know more in-depth insight into it but I'm just coming from a relationship connection coming from the heart and I think that's really what what human beings need and I think sometimes it's a big big thing in society that we can sometimes forget but I think obviously with the, the trauma of COVID, um, maybe we're, we're understanding that a wee bit better and, and we're getting better at it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. thank you. Leslie, what would you add to that from your perspective? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say the trauma of COVID. I think we've all had adverse experiences, children and adults. And you think of the, the wee children with the people coming at them with masks even. Mm. You know, that, that could be a bit scary for them, but... You know, I remember telling my children to smile with your eyes and it's, it's never been more pertinent right now to smile with your eyes no. if you're wearing a mask. No. What I was going to say was Angela and I and some of our work colleagues went along to, it was called the ACEs to Assets uh, conference in the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow two years ago and we were absolutely blown away by the guest speaker. He's a Dr Gabor, I hope I'm saying this, Gabor Matty. Um, who's a psychologist from Vancouver, and he he just and I was I was looking it up. I was doing my research again, and there's now been two hundred and eighty three people, eighty three thousand people viewed that that um, conference, and I think that's a lot of people. Um, and I thought he was very very influential, and it was just instead of what what's wrong with you, it's what happened to you. And the other thing, I don't, I'm not sure if it was him, but the other one that struck me was hurt people, hurt people, and that's where mm. it, it came out about the violence and the, the prison population and um, a lot of care experienced young people end, you know, maybe end up's not the right word, but they do end up in prison. So um, that's maybe I'm taking it off on a tangent, but mm. um, <laughs> I think that's you know that's so I. Um, the Wisdom of Trauma, that was his recent film, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think actually it was after you'd mentioned it at a, at a campfire, Leslie, I went off and, and found the link and, you know, it's an incredible film. Uh, like really, you know, powerful. And, I, you know, what you've just, both of you said, you know, it's about not what you are, but we you know what's happened to you. I think that understanding that either at an individual level or society, and that, yeah, uh, hurt people hurt people. That's so simple, but actually so powerful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how do we understand that? And it, I suppose if I bring my researcher hat on, it's you know I have to accept that the way I see the world is shaped by my experiences. 
in really simple terms and actually unless I that's the lens in which I see everything unless I take the time to recognize that somebody else has experienced things in a different way and having those sorts of um and and actually it's a really simple thing to do and yet it sometimes so um it gets lost in all the busyness of other stuff to kind of see well okay that's not a bad person maybe bad things happen to them maybe they made bad choices but what I'm hearing and, and what I'm hearing both is the importance of that kind of net look of care I think um Angela you said you know that caring adult that one caring adult or that sort of that feels you know all of these things and that Gabo Mate film you know he felt you know he just oozed care there was kind of something about him that just oozed this aura of you know he's very gentle and and that sort of that struck me about that you know one person can care and it makes the biggest difference mm-hmm. yeah I loved how it was called aces to assets as well because your aces become your assets because mm. um, I wondered why before I went along to the conference I wondered why that's what it was called that mm. um, and it was so true with some of the guests that were there mm. and you know in, in your work that you know and I, I really I appreciate that it's alongside it's like day job and then other stuff on the side of things um you know what are the sorts of things that you would and I you know appreciate this isn't asking I'm not asking you to kind of give us case stories and that sort of thing but you know what are the sorts of things that perhaps you frequently come across and you know, that maybe some really simple things that you're putting in place that can make a really big difference. So I suppose, you know, where are, you know, it's the where where you're starting from where you are and what are those sort of steps that you're, you know, there's really practical things that you're taking that perhaps other organisations or companies or families could could maybe listen and kind of go, okay, yeah, we could do that. That feels quite simple. Leslie, shall I maybe start with you this time? <laughs> if that's not putting you on the spot too much. No, not at all, not at all. Um, well, I think from my perspective and when I'm working in, in the college and I, I do work with, with um, in the student experience team, so sometimes we see first, you know, firsthand if th- something's maybe happened to a young person um, and, we, you know, we're chatting to them on a Monday morning and I think it's more about listening. I think if you get a good listener, that can make a world of difference because I think most people you know, realise if someone's going, yeah, 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 okay, and not really listening to them. So I think you have to learn to be a good listener as well. I don't think it's something that comes naturally. I remember when I was was doing psychology, um, what they said was you're, if you're having an argument with someone, you're too busy trying to interject and see what you think to actually listen to what they, they think. So I do try try as much as I can to be a good listener, but I do talk too much as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think as long as people feel hurt, that what I'm saying what I'm getting from that is people it's about enabling people to like they feel heard yes so rather than oh yes right what's next mm-hmm. you know just taking that time to really listen and and you know give people a sense that maybe they don't get that maybe they haven't had that previously but that somebody has sat there and listened and kind of gone yeah yeah, yeah. that's not nice that's yeah. bad you know or yeah I get I hear you and there's some real value and power in that Angela what about you what are some of the sort of really I suppose practical things I think that um I mean I think it's it, it, I, can't, I can't think of anything specifically you know tangible but I think in general from from you know my my role within the college um, and my own personal experience I think as, as a manager and a leader um you know it's about I suppose understanding that people have their own maps of their world. Um, so 
what I've often tried to do is, um, is, 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 is to share a little bit about me as a human being um, because we have these kind of professional boundaries um, and you know that's to protect us and, and that's what you know intrinsically society has told us that we are professionals and, and there is that professional boundary but you hear a lot about the trauma-informed um, agenda you know and, and lived experience and, and you know people in, in professional capacity, you know, sharing their journey. And I think that is, it's the open and honesty. Um, so I try to, um, I was care experienced myself. Um, so I've always tried to kind of share that maybe with my students on a level that's appropriate mm. and, and also with my staff. Um, because to educate, you know, staff on, you know, because it can be difficult when you're amygdala, isn't high alert because you're in a learning environment and, and somebody's behaviour is not appropriate, you know, and that's where Leslie talks about, you know, maybe the listening doesn't then come into four and, and, and there's maybe a little bit of conflict or likewise, you know, when you're dealing with a conflict situation within the workplace, you know, a line manager to, to, to a staff member. So I think, um, you know, kind of understanding that we're all human um, and that we all come with, you know, past experiences that shape our responses um, and, and just kind of, you know, kind of shape how we are going to, you know, react to different situations. So I've always tried to kind of, you know, lead from that human aspect um, and, and kind of, I suppose, be that human first and then that leader and, and, and manager second. Um, and also I remember, um, you know, as, as I said, the staff in the learning environment, you know, trying to promote positive behaviours and challenging behaviours can be challenging. So again, it's not to excuse the behaviours, um, it's to understand them. Um, and I remember one showing, um, I don't actually know, it was a, a TED talk, I'm, I'm sure, um, and I can't remember the name of the woman, but it was Everyone Needs a Champion. I don't know if you've saw that. No, um, I will look at, I will, that'll be me on my uh, rabbit hole of research afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, all of the staff across the college, whether it's, you know, a principal or a lecturer or a support staff, we are all champions for the students. And, and I suppose it's about in those times when and we're champions for each other. And I suppose it's in those times when you can't be that champion. It's about taking that step back and thinking, OK, so what's going on with me? Mm -hmm. um and and what how can I you know kind of shift my perspective um and just always trying to highlight that so that the conflict reactions or the negative you know responses to what is human behavior and and I, I used a, a quote a lot during the COVID and the lockdown and and I just loved it and they did simple one I don't know it says it's Damien Barr that's that's written this quote but it's we're unsure possibly Damien Barr um, we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And I think that talks about your circumstances and how you respond to things, but it also talks about your map of the world and, you know, how you've been conditioned and we're, and we're all the same, but we're all different. Um, so, yeah, that's mm. kind of... No, there's, I think there's some really um, powerful things in there because often it's like, you know, the words trauma-informed or ACE, it, it, can, it feels quite scary, I think, sometimes to perhaps people who aren't used to that sort of language and, you know, the complexity of trauma as well. What's trauma traumatic to one person isn't to another and, you know, maybe it depends on their own circumstances and those kind of things. And, and what I'm hearing you actually both talk about is that listening and that humanness and, you know, I really like what you said, you're human first. And, you know, being able to develop that connection, um, you know, just as a kind of almost standard approach and way of being, 
And for somebody who's not had that before, that could make the difference for them feeling safe or secure or able to, I've got, I've got Maslow's hierarchy of needs and jumps, jumped into my head, you know, in terms of that, you know, if you're not safe, if you don't feel loved, if you haven't got food, then you're never able to think about anything else. So, you know, what, what, what chance do you, you have almost. Um, And that's really interesting you bring up Maslow because I remember, um, you know, when we started to, I really started to, you know, feel quite passionate um, about the kind of um, whole ACES agenda. Our team evaluation at the end of it, you know, that was exactly, it was one of those wee comical um, Maslow's hierarchy needs. And that was really what I was saying. If the students are in the learning environment and coming into college and they don't feel safe, but the staff don't feel safe, you know, it's... then, you know, we're not going to get anywhere and that's intrinsically what we need. That's mm-hmm. that's the baseline, really. That's mm-hmm. what we need to create. And then everything else um, kind of, you know, comes from that. So that, I, I remember, and I remember at the time, because I wasn't always, um, you know, I didn't always have the confidence to lead like that, you know, so I've had to learn this. And I think as I've had to learn it and learn more about myself and, you know, my responses and my conditioning, then if you educate others, they don't always have it because we're all at different stages, aren't we, really? Um, and I remember thinking when I was going to show that um, we Maslow's um, diagram, thinking they're going to think I'm off my net. They're going to think I'm absolutely bonkers. But I just done it. And do you know what? I wasn't, but it was that insecurity within me to, 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 to be able to, you know, kind of demonstrate that. And I think that that's really what, what it is. It's, it's been a bit brave. And I know you said the Creative Bravery Festival, you know, it's been a wee bit brave, isn't it? And just mm. being human. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. And, and Leslie, you know, I think, you know, you know, that, that, it's, you know, a lot of that conversation does feel like it's linked in some of the campfire conversations we've had almost in recent weeks about kind of care and, and love and, love. you know, how how often that doesn't you know we we almost shy away from those sorts of things as in our professional work yeah and and yet sometimes that's when we need it most Mm -hmm. and how we kind of manage those you know and and not not put ourselves you know being authentic and vulnerable isn't just going well this is everything about me it's Mm -hmm. you know it's finding ways of developing that connection and listening and I suppose appropriate conversation Um, that's the that feels really important to me yeah, I was reading recently, I don't know if I, if I said this before, but um, you know how some people will say love you when they're leaving or they're going off the telephone? I say take care all the time, but I was reading that that's exactly the same. You're just saying it a different way. Mm. I hadn't thought of that, so I thought that was really, really nice. Mm. I've got another another uh, wee quote from um, Brilliant. Gabor, which is absolutely fantastic. And it, it gives you a great understanding. Trauma is not what happens to you. Trauma is what happens inside you as a result of what happened to you. I think that's quite profound. Yeah. And, yeah. And tell so me, you could be, you yeah, could be 60 years it. old. You could be 60 years old and somebody shouts at you and you'll get the same feeling as you had when you were five. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and it, that you know that's interesting so in some of the work in a lot of the work that I do often like talking about what you do and activities you do is quite easy but in a group when you start talking about well how did that make you feel how did you feel about that that's when you kind of get the that feels quite challenging often mm-hmm. because well, we don't talk about feelings in this environment yeah. and yet that's the bit that you almost often need to get to to be able to really create those shifts or changes or connection with people 
um because yeah. you know it, like you say it's not necessarily what you it's what yeah it's what mm-hmm. happened to you and those moments that you remember and I think that was interesting Leslie what you said there about you could be 60 years of age I remember t- attending um I can't remember the name of the course again um but it was Dr Karen Treisman just recently um and she was talking about you know um as a psychologist she was asked to attend um I think it was a nursing home in Ireland and it was to, to assist with this lady and, and initially what she had said was you know I felt a little bit like what can I do you know how can I help here and it was the behaviours of this lady in the care home and, and she was she was very elderly um, and, and at the root cause what the, 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 she, she began began to unfold was it was past trauma when she was younger that she went through all of those years and then the behavior started to come out because she I can't remember the exact Mm. um, specifics of the story but something had happened that had triggered this and and this behavior so it just shows you um, who came out at any time yeah and and that that feels you know in terms of that trauma awareness it feels like there's much more awareness now around you know what so where, you know, often if, I think if you use the word trauma, people, you know, think about big catastrophic events like, you know, often PTSD and wars yeah. and, you know, horrific crimes and those kind of things. But actually, you know, trauma is, is a whole range of things. It can yes. be, you know, being bullied at school for long periods of time. It can be spending periods of time on your own. It can be absence of love. It can be absolutely, you know, all of these kind of things where, you know, isn't maybe that, you know, perhaps I think that that feels important. Um, in what you're talking about in terms of increasing people's awareness as to you know what a trauma you know what might be perceived as traumatic to me somebody else just might be well it's a bit of fun isn't it and having that you know understanding that okay that happened that's how it you know that's how they felt about it and actually that and and you know unless they're in a safe unless people are in a safe environment that's always going to be you know something that um is pretty traumatic or you know pretty horrible like the 60 year old lady who remembers that that moment in her life Um, and it could be the the absence of a significant other that could you know the trauma just just stays inside whereas if you've got somebody to bounce off of mm -hmm. afterwards it can make a lot of difference and it's you know one of the my phd research around leadership one of the themes that that came out that all of the people i talked to i ended up calling it great people and it, they all talked about these great people. They didn't use any particular men- word like mentor, or but it was you know parents, step parents, coaches, bosses, teachers, and and what I what I kind of uncovered in the end was they created secure pa- secure based attachment, secure based leadership, and you know it, it didn't matter who they were. That's what they consistently did. And I'm thinking kind of you know that feels relevant to your your work in terms of, and particularly te- you know teachers have such a potential um because they're pretty consistent in a young person's life and you know if you've got I think probably all of us can remember the teacher that you know we loved at school and who you know engaged us in a subject but equally (laughs) we can remember the ones that just you know didn't so you know and those people may never know how much of an impact they had just by listening or caring or you know saying you're okay everything all right in that those just little tiny things can make a massive difference yeah which yeah it's so it maybe that comes back to your quote at the beginning it's not the how can I change the world it's okay well what what can I do on a daily basis um and you know I can't believe we've been talking for nearly half an hour already so I'm (laughs) (laughs) wrapping and and I suppose just you know I'll I'll come back to you both individually in a minute just to kind of invite you to share something that that feels really important or that you'd kind of I suppose like to leave people with 
um, what I'm taking from this conversation is this idea that, you know, the importance of humanness, connecting on a personal level and, and listening and, you know, acknowledging that we all have a different starting point. And it's about then that, okay, well, what can I do from that starting point? But often and often we can't do that unless we have those really constructive, productive relationships of somebody who believes in us and allows us and enables us to, to be able to do that whoever that person might be. Um, and I suppose the other thing is the impact and the power of not having that. I think that's the sort of, that's the big, the big learning, I think maybe for, you know, if you grow up in a, you know, two parent comfortable family, actually the thought of not having that, it, it, it kind of becomes for granted. So to be able to sit there and go, well, actually, what if you didn't have that? What's it like for somebody? And the only way you can do that is to listen rather than kind of go, oh, I think it would be like this because we never know. Yeah. I suppose those would be some of my reflections um so Angela what about you what what would you like to maybe leave people with or things that are in your that feel really important to you I think um I, I think it's about like you don't it's it, this science you, I, I'm not an expert in it um I'm just a human and I'm keeping it simple um and you know I'm just doing what I can to to share um you know the the, the research and, and and the evidence at a very simple level, um, so that we we are building more connections and, and and more relationships. I'm remembering that I'm a human being and what everybody's around about me is a human being because I think I just think we're humans and we forget. You know, we just sometimes forget that in our day to day interactions, um, especially you know, kind of within. You know, professional organisations and context, and I and I think if we get that right, we then we build on everything else. Mm. So yeah, just to keep it simple, you know, you don't need to be an expert. I'm absolutely not an expert, um, and it's just about relationship, mm. really. And and you know, anybody can start um, where they are, and they can do what they can. And I suppose if what we're talking about today, you know, stimulate something within you um, and you intrinsically feel, yeah, like to see more of that approach within my organisation or, or, or whatever that might be, then just be brave and, and you know, start to see what you can do and, and what you can start with. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I would like to just leave with. Thanks. Fabulous. And Leslie, what about you? Um, just, I would just... Um, I think we're just creating ripples. That's the only way I can describe it. And I think in maybe in the next 10, 15 years, Scotland will become an ace-aware nation. And I think we're the wee ripples right now, but the wee ripples will become the big, bigger ripples. And if we can do that, then we're, we are trying to make a wee bit of a difference. And hopefully for the next generation, and the, and then we don't we don't have the intergenerational trauma that we had. So. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to have worked at the miners' strikes. I remember the devastation of that. So that's been quite topical in the news. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully, hopefully we'll make a difference. One step at a time. And if people are, are interested in kind of, is there any any websites or any kind of resources that, and I'm putting you on the spot here, um, but that you would recommend for people to, you know, if they're interested, where, where, where would they go to get some trustworthy information? And we've talked about Gabo Mate and the wisdom of trauma. That's a... That's amazing, an amazing film, which I think the next round, I think it's going to be available again in October, the beginning of October. Um, yeah. But there's a whole website behind that as well. 
Um, are there any any other places that you we we Ayrshire Aces do have a website, so we could send the the link to that as well. But there's there's a Suzanne Zedike um, and the Karen Treesman. They're all on our website, so it, it takes you to them. Yeah. And and fundamentally, Ace Aware Nation is is a website. It's on our website, but I would say you know that's really where the conferences and everything um, you know kind of kind of originated from. So. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, I will share those. If you share those links with me, I can post them on the the, the, the podcast uh, connection page as well. Um, but yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you spending time with me talking. And um, yeah, I will definitely. And it, and it strikes me that, um, you know, one of the things that I believe and one of the other guiding principles for me is around making a difference. And that feels like it connects because it's not making a difference on a global scale. It's appreciating that every interaction I have with somebody else has the potential to leave a, a positive or a negative um, or have a negative or positive ripple so it's kind of that con- being conscious that actually I want that to be a positive interaction where I can um, not that you know that's always going to be the case but that actually you know that it's you know that I have been caring and compassionate where where possible and sometimes that's quite hard because you need to <laughs> nudge yourself to kind of go okay be positive yeah. <laughs> but like you say none of this is easy I guess is it in terms of it, it's that as you as you started that where am I now what can I do and that commitment to small action um that feels important um so yeah so thank you both for your time and uh yeah and actually it would be great to maybe in maybe in the coming months we can actually meet up and um not be on zoom with a blank screen as one of us is in the bath (laughs) (laughs) amazing thank you for your time thank you thank you so much thank you You have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guests, Angela Sheridan and Leslie Todd, and also to you for listening. If you're interested in more information on ACES Ayrshire, just do a Google search for ACES Ayrshire and that will take you to their website. Until the next time, take care and remember, just get on with it.